Good morning. Today, I want to talk about making major decisions in your life and uh, four things that can really help you in this decision process. You know, every morning we're making decisions. I mean, you get up in the morning, you're trying to decide what color shirt to wear, what pants you should wear, what shoes you should wear. You know, you get to the breakfast table. Should I eat eggs this morning? Should I eat cereal? Should the cereal be hot? Should the cereal be cold? I mean, by the time you're walking out the door, you've probably made a hundred decisions already. And, and the fact is you don't make uh, these, most of these decisions aren't made consciously. You know, you, you put the same sock on first every dime and you put the same shoe on first every time and you put your arm through the same sleeve first every time, same arm, brush your teeth starting the same side every time. Uh, well, that's except twice, I think twice a year, the winter equinox and the summer solstice. And then I think on your birthday, you do everything in reverse. No, just kidding. Just kidding. So, but the fact is we make decisions all day long, what to wear, what to eat, what to say, what to buy. I just want to talk about how to make decisions. And when you're making your decisions to know that you're in God's will, you know, you don't want to be indecisive. You don't want to be impetuous. Uh, it would be really helpful to be able to say, I'm, I know this decision is God's will. Big decisions like, should I move? Should I buy this? Should I sell this? Should I start this business? Should I go to school? Should I leave school? Should I marry her? Should I marry him? So there's four things that, that I found in reading scriptures in the story of Jacob found in the book of Genesis chapter 30 and 31, Jacob is uh, making a major decision in his life. He had left his family uh, sort of in a bad situation, uh, conflict with his brother Esau, but he they were expecting him to come back within a short period of time. But by the time you get to Genesis 30, he's been gone 20 years. He's married, has two wives, has 12 sons and a daughter. He's got all this wealth. But a couple of things happen here that really help him start making this decision and to know that the decision he was about to make was God's will starts in Genesis chapter 30, verse 25. It says, Jacob had the desire to return home. So it's mentioned there because apparently he hadn't really had the desire to return home up until this point for like 20 years. But all of a sudden he's getting this desire. He wants to return home. And I would say that this is like one of the first indicators that should be looked at. And that is being honest with yourself and in your conversations with God, what is it that you really want to do? Be open about it and 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 believe in what the Psalms say that God that if you delight yourself in the Lord, He'll give you the desires of your heart. Uh, you know now what's interesting in chapter thirty verse twenty five, He has the desire, but by the time you get to the next chapter, it's been six years. So just the desire by itself is not good enough, but it is it is. Uh, an indicator, something to look at. Then you get into chapter 31 and the verse couple of, first couple of verses, we read that the uh, servants were starting to fight among themselves and the situation uh, where Jacob was staying with his uncle Laban had changed and there was a lot of conflict, whereas before it was peaceful and he was wanted by his uncle, but now things were not looking that good. So circumstances sometimes can agree with uh, your desire. Uh, sometimes they disagree with your desire. And if they do, then you want to stop and reevaluate this. But you can look at the circumstances. Often God will speak through the circumstances. You get a little farther on down in verse 14. This is really important. It says that Jacob talks to his two wives, Rachel and Leah. 
And they both say to Jacob, yes, we agree with you. We think we should move back to your family. So so when you're making a major decision, it's nice to get a little counsel in there, especially spiritual people or your spouse, especially, you know, tell them this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm seeing happening. I think this is what we should be doing. And if your spouse is in agreement, man, that's a real good sign. If you don't have a spouse or even if you do have a spouse, it's nice to have some spiritual people in your life that you can get some advice and counsel by. And I think this is really a good sign. It can be really helpful uh, when you're making a major decision. And then in verse three, this is really the, the, the most important thing. It says that God spoke to him. God said, go back to your family. Of course, when you read that, you wonder, how did God speak to him? Did he talk out loud? But I think in most of these stories, when it says God spoke to people, what it means is God put an impression on their heart or he put a thought in their mind. This is what you read about in the book of Nehemiah when he's describing God speaking to him. He says, God put it on my heart. It's that internal guidance that we get by the Holy Spirit. And, and you know, you may have a, uh, a desire, you may have the circumstances, you may have the witness of other people, but the, the, the Lord speaking to you is all about timing. When he speaks to you, then it's time to go. So, so you got these four different things. You've got uh, the desire, you have the circumstances, you have the witness of your spouse and other people in your life, and then you have God speaking to you. When oh, those four things are present, uh, that's really going to be helpful because especially if you're making a major decision, the fact is you're going to be challenged. This happened in Jacob's life after he makes the decision and leaves. His uncle Laban comes after him and, and almost tries to stop him. But but Jacob was firm. He knew what he was supposed to be doing. He didn't look back, didn't, didn't wasn't becoming double-minded. And when you get challenged, you, you don't want to be looking over your shoulder. I know these four things really helped us, uh, Roxanne and I, when we uh, moved here from Oregon to start the church. You know, we, we, it was a real slow star. Uh, we had some major challenges, but these four things really, really helped us stay strong. We had the godly desire. This is something we really wanted to do. Uh, we, we uh, saw circumstances seem to be changing where we were working and living. Uh, I clearly felt like God spoke to me and uh, we both agreed that this was a good move, and our pastor called us and even uh, invited us to make this decision. So I think these can help you and uh, just encourage you when you're making your decisions to be careful that you're making godly decisions.